Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm your host. Uh, this is our season finale. It's a really, really, really special season finale. We've got an FA Cup, uh, the 14th FA Cup in our trophy cabinet. Some people have a new stadium with no trophy cabinets, but you know. <laughs> We'll have to plan for whatever they need to do. Um, we we have a very 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 busy lineup tonight. There's eight people in our lineup um, because we want to get people in who have been in all over the time. Plus, we want to bring in a special guest, but I'm going to hold him off um, till uh, the last minute um, because he's going to talk about the FA Cup. Um, the first person I'm going to bring in is my good sidekick. Uh, Oh, no, I removed him by by accident. Um, Mike, how are we doing? Sidekick? <laughs> Sidekick. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, no point if you were sidekick. Get the person, get the person <laughs> everyone wants to see. Get me off of here. Sidekick. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Every, yeah, I know. Everyone wants to see this, man. Trev, how are we doing? I'm all right. Hello, lads. I'm I'm really good. Still smiling from the weekend because we won the FA Cup, as we all know. So yeah, still buzzing. Good week. Good week. Brilliant. Ross, hopefully Hello, you're not going to crucify me. I know you just did. I know you've just been doing some page three model shooting and stuff in the background, so we caught you on your studio. Um, thank you for sparing some time, and please be gentle on me this week. You crucified me the last time you were on. It's a pleasure, and like uh, Trevor just said, absolutely buzzing after what happened at the weekend. Absolutely glowing. The podcast whore. We love him. Hello, boys. He's got How are we doing? Shirt. Mine didn't come through from Wuhan yet. Um, good to see you, Dan. Yeah, good to see you, boys. Pleasure. Buzzing. I see a Bamiyang with this on. I had to buy it. I had to buy it after that, man. So I've caved in. But it's real, Ferg. It is real. Yeah, right. Okay. Shh, 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 <laughs> please. Mem, um, I know you're, you're, you're excited about tonight. Um, and we'll, yeah. have a, we'll, have, we'll all have a chat in a few minutes. You all right? You got, nice yeah. to see you colours on. Bother for the FA final? Uh, no, I had colours on. It was just a different shade. That's all. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really good, mate. I'm really Mr. good to be, be here tonight. Mr. Judges, if you can put your phone down and just spare us a second to say hello. Yeah, I know you're very popular and stuff like that. How the hell are you? I'm good. Oh, his camera's it like frozen. The man at all. <laughs> There's a screenshot if you've ever seen so, one. Somebody somebody's screen grabbed that one. Somebody screen that one. But listen, what what more importantly we're talking about is we want we, we want to come to our main guest, our main guest, an FA Cup winner, medal winner, the only one that we've got on here. Mr. Kevin Campbell, bow tie, <laughs> red and white. How are you, Kev? I am, folks. I'm brilliant. Thank you very much. Hi to all everybody on the panel. Great panel together. Let's get cracking. I'm ready to go. Come on, let's go, man. I'm buzzing about the FA Cup win. Absolutely. 
So listen, let, let, let's talk. I, I know we've only got you for a limited time because you've got some other stuff to do, Kev. So I'll ask you first, what did you make of the FA Cup final? How, how, what were you feeling beforehand? Were you confident that we'd go into that FA Cup final and uh, repeat what we did in 2017? Yes, I was supremely confident. As uh, Lee and Potsy can tell you, we're on a, the preview show on the Friday and I said Arsenal win 2-1. I was very, very confident. Listen, Chelsea used up all their luck in the semi-final, as far as I was concerned. Manchester United give them the game. They didn't even they didn't even score. It was De Gea letting them in, and then obviously Harry Maguire scoring an OG. So I just banked on. Look, if we even perform half as well as we did against Man City, who are a lot better team going forward than Chelsea, I fancy our chances and. You know, even going a goal down, I thought this is perfect. As long as we can stay in the game, we've got a great chance. And you could see how Mikel Arteta adjusted the team. And that ball over the top of Aspilicueta for Aubameyang proved to be a masterstroke. Got us back in the game. And, you know, I, I keep hearing a lot of Chelsea fans moaning about the referee and decisions. They didn't even have a shot on target in the second half. So that's not the ref's fault, is it? You know, that's no, that's Arsenal's good play. That's Arsenal's good play and their bad play. So Arsenal Arsenal turned in a really good performance and one that we could all be proud of. In, in fairness, Chelsea fans do have uh, a case to answer that the referee was poor. But, you know, in fairness, it goes against you sometimes. It goes for you sometimes. We got a little bit lucky. But overall, um, I thought the first 15, 20 minutes, um, Chelsea had us. And I thought, oh, here we go. We've got a game on. But once, just leading up to the drinks break, and once the drinks break came on, Arteta, he seems to use those drink breaks really, really, really good to just tweak whatever tactical ideas he had. Um, I know Ross and myself talked about that briefly. Ross, um, you said it was like 15, 16 minutes in, didn't you? Yeah, 15, 15, 16 minutes in. You could just see Chelsea's pressing of Xhaka and Sabah just went down a little notch and just give them a little bit of time. And all of a sudden, we started to grow into the game. Then after the drinks break, there was only one team up to half time. It was, it was that uh, great a change in the swing of play and everything. And what you were saying about um, uh, Tierney, and, and me and Kevin touched on this on another little thing we've done, was you, it was a very sa Kenny Sanson-esque, that ball he put over, over the top, very really like Kenny Sanson used to do. But you've got to have runners to do it. And that's one thing this, this manager, the brain as I call him, has instilled into the team is you don't get anything out of this game for being lazy. You have to put shift in and you have to make those runs even if you don't get the ball, three or four, five, six times, the seventh time, it's about percentages, ain't it? You get that ball in that area against a left-back who's mm. aging, who's had his best days, I think. Sorry, a right-back. And you get a chance, and that's exactly what happened. And he was like treading water, Man. wasn't he, at the end? And he just couldn't keep up with him. And, uh, yeah, Damn. Damn. I was really, really pleased with... Um, <clears throat> with the, obviously, not the way we started, but the way we grew into the game, I thought it was excellent. Absolutely excellent, Dan. The challenge is always there to try and control Ross because, uh, but here we go. Um, <laughs> Dan, Dan, um, 
Ross, don't bite, Ross, don't bite. Don't. <laughs> Dan, what did you make of, of, of in particular, the first half performance? Pepe's offside goal. Um, Pepe's performance and Pepe's position. Uh, what would you do? I, I don't want to go through the game line by line, but I just want to pick out little bits of the game. Mm. And then we're going to wait for um, Kev to go down to his mum's and get his uh, medal and show us just at the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> 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 but go on. Uh, no, Kev, well, listen, Pepe, Pepe's a great one because to start with our right-hand side, I thought the first 15 minutes, I thought Pulisic and Mount were roasting Chaka and Sabayas in the middle and then obviously we spoke about the drinks break but one position that was important for me was Pepe's because on the right hand side I thought Bellerin and Holding was looking kind of nervy but Pepe for me when he came into the centre he was causing Chelsea all sorts of problems and when we scored that goal that was offside you saw Chelsea deflate and they deflated and all of a sudden it lifted us. And from that point onwards, as Russ said, there was only one team that was going to win that game. And we were just so consistently good throughout that period that we didn't want that second half to, that first half to end. We were so all over, over, all over them. And for me, when you've got a striker like Aubameyang, he can just win you the game on his own. People say that he doesn't score in big games. Really? He does score in big games. He's done it in a semi-final at Wembley and now an FA Cup final. I'm still buzzing, man. I keep watching the highlights. Keep watching the highlights. <laughs> he started to score in big games. He hadn't been up until this this point, had he? But you look though, Russ. You say that, but he did. You say that, but he did score. He's he did score at home in some big games as well. You know, he has scored for us in some big games. He scored in the Europa League for us away in some big games. He scored at Spurs at home in the North London derby. You know, he has scored in some big games as well. People don't give him the credit for that. Manuel at Old Trafford, yeah, Manuel at Old Trafford. So he has done it in big games away. People just forget. They have small memories, I think. What are you trying to say? Behave yourself. Behave yourself. (laughs) You like a bit of calf, don't you? Trev, what was your thoughts on on, on the game overall? What was your highlights of the game? Um, Obviously, picking the cup up and uh, Aubameyang's second goal is going to be one that we'll talk about. But what what, what did you make of the game? And, and uh, I'll leave it to you. Well, I'm much the same as the other lads, Fergus. After after the first 20 minutes, I could only see one team winning it. And, and when Aubameyang owed us that penalty at that end, because you know the one was still a bit sore with me that he missed against Tottenham. So he owed us that penalty. He slotted it away nicely. Good lad. And, uh, and 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 from then on, I was quite confident. I was sat in a pub with lots of Chelsea fans. I got laughed at when Pepe scored because you know what we all do. Yeah, oh no, and got me head bitten off by a few Chelsea fans. But at, at the end of the at the end of the game, I was the one buying champagne at fifty quid a bottle, and uh, then I got me bar bill and I went on a bit of a downer. But but no, it was it. We played. We, we, we have, we, it's been a funny old season after the lockdown because we've had some, we've beaten these big sides and 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 and, and I was confident we'd beat Chelsea because we were playing well against all the bigger teams. And I know we're going to talk about it. The way Aubameyang sent that, what's his name, that sent that defender for a taxi when he scored our winner. Oh, Zuma. fantastic. Zuma. Fantastic. Zuma. Yes, though. I said we'd win. And we that's it. And we previewed the game right, didn't we? We said we'd play, play a free at the back with Tierney in that back three, covering for Mr. Louise. I think that's a, our best setup 
I was very confident with that and uh, still smiling, boys. So, yeah, I, don't ask me any more about the game because I was drunk and I've forgotten now. Scotty, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you were up you were up north, um, obviously big Liverpool <laughs> and Man United uh, representation up there. What 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 was it like? Where, where you watched it at home, I think, did you? Or did you go? Yeah, I watched it at home, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of pubs really showing games around here at the minute. Uh, okay. There's only so many in where I live. What, what so, was what was the what was the bit that stood out for you most about the game? What was the bit that stood out for me? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, look, I, for me, I think Ceballos having probably the best game I've ever seen him have in an Arsenal shirt. Yeah. He, he was unbelievable in that midfield on that game. Uh, after that drinks break, yeah. Um, after that, the, that, that lad was unbelievable. And, and the way he was running the show in midfield as well, it's... That's the thing that sort of stood out to me more than anything. And uh, like I say, I, I give it, I give him my man of the match. But I think Bamian mm. got it in the end for through BBC. So, but to me, I think I think Sabayo should have had that man of the match. To be honest, mm. Lee, um, people talk about Sabayas, and I, I agree with Mike. I thought I thought he was my man of the match. He's the best game ever. Um, probably closely followed by that very first game that we were impressed with him when he played against Burnley, um, but. Yeah, it, it, the guy's grown into his role. But somebody else who's grown into his role, 100 games he's played for Arsenal. Um, he's not played in his preferred position. I think he's only done it once in the first team in the Premier League. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, what did you make of his performance in the game? I've been um, well impressed with him. Me, me and Kevin fact. And I've seen him in that game at Old Trafford. He played in midfield and he played really well that day. And you feel the player. But he's never really gone on, you know, because I think he's been chopped and changed. But I think that you, you, a lot of attitude problem, whatever you say to him. But as soon as Mikel has come in, he's just changed completely, you know, and, and he's been absolutely brilliant. I thought he was fantastic against Sheffield United. He was fantastic against um, uh, Manchester City. And he done it in the final. So, you know, he's done it against three very, very good sides all, all the way from home. Um, you know, so I, I think he's a real, real player. I think eventually, you know, he'll, he'll go on the right-hand side because what I think is really, really good about him is that he can play as a wing-back, but he can play as a full-back as well. So I think you've got mm. a, a player there that can play two roles. And I think that's what you, what uh, Arteta is looking for, a bit of flexibility and fantastic. And um, the great good thing about it always, as, as Trev says, at the end of the game, you know, you've got a bottle of bubbly to look forward to. I'll have a season with a bottle of bubbly at the end of it. And, uh, you know, the FA Cup brought us that. And um, I'm still buzzing from Saturday, really. I, you know, uh, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I have a trophy in the old bank. You can't beat it. And it, I don't care what on. anybody says. You're great, great if you get top four. But it's about a trophy. It, it's nothing better than winning a trophy. And yes. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Were we more what, shocked about what, Arsenal what? winning the FA Cup or Lee Judges drinking a pint for the first time? That's what I want to know. Thank you very much, Russ. I was just about to slap you off for about a Bamian, but I'm not going to now. Uh, hang on, Fergus. Just before we yeah, move yeah, on, mate. I'll, I'll drink we, pints. We've gone round everybody else. Hey, hang on, boys. Come on, look, there's eight of us on here. Give me half a chance. Um, there's, uh, men. We've gone round everybody else with their 
what, what, what was your thoughts on the game? Um, we, uh, we, we spoke during the week. We we spoke during the week, and you, you'll you'll be able to vouch for me. I, I was convinced. I kept on saying to you all week long, "We winning this game on Saturday." There's, there was no doubt in my mind about it. For pretty much what most of the guys have said, really, um, I just really really fancied it. Um, and yeah, all the lads played well. There was no silly bugger mistakes on the whole. Everyone put a shift in, uh, but I've got to mention Pepe because I've been a bit critical of him. I thought it was by far and away his best game. And I, apart from Aubameyang getting the two goals and Ceballos, um, I actually would have had him as my man of the match. I thought he was tremendous. So unlucky to get that goal disallowed. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to see him kick on now and be more consistent with that. But if, in all fairness, I just want to listen to Kevin most of the evening to be led. So let's go, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> I, I agree, man. I like that. I agree with you. Because <laughs> I haven't got long. We haven't got you for long, so I want to listen to Kev. So let's crack on. <laughs> one, yeah. one second. One second, Kev. Mem has been badgering me forever. Said if you ever get Kevin Campbell on, I want to ask him a question. So, Mem, ask Kevin. I don't Kevin know what your to question. really ask. I've got so many questions to ask you, mate. Um, truly honoured to be on here with you, but. I actually was there when you made your debut against Everton in 1988. And, and, and if more than anything else, what I wanted to ask you is what it meant to be an Arsenal player back then and what do you think it means in today's world of football? Great question. No, I, I, think it still means the, I think it still means the same. But what we've got to remember is the, the club is very different now to how it was then. Back then, you had a connection to these young players coming through. I, I was kind of lucky. I had your, your Tony Adams, your Dave Rowcastle, obviously Paul Davis. All these guys had, had gone through and laid that, that, tra that foundation, that runway for the likes of myself. I was chomping at the bit to, to, to get an opportunity, you know, playing in the FA Youth Cup. I don't know if you remember, we played, uh, we played in the FA Youth Cup uh, final first leg on the Thursday. The first thing we're playing Sheffield Wednesday on the Saturday away. And I was supposed to be in the squad after that game. And I got a dead leg after about 65 minutes. I was, I was virtually, I was distraught, honestly. Got into the dressing room and George Graham came down. The whole first team were there because they were playing Sheffield Wednesday the next day. George Graham came in and said, don't worry. He said, you won't travel with us. You won't come with us after this game. He said, but you will make your debut before the end of the season. And you could imagine, I was there. Yeah. I was feeling a little sorry for myself. Yeah. I was just buzzing. I'm buzzing like I am now after he left yeah. me. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? He actually spoke to me and told me. So I knew I was going to make my debut for the Arsenal. Gone from kid who watched on TV, kid who stood on the North Bank or wherever I could get in the stadium to actually getting on the football pitch as a first team player for Arsenal meant so much. But I, I think it still means the same to Saka, Reese Nelson, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles and all these guys who came through the yeah. rank. Yeah. But the con the connection with the fan yes. base is just is different now. That's all. You know <clears> what? And I, I think Arteta will get that back yeah. because yeah. we still love a homegrown player. And if we could get them up to speed and fill that, that squad with homegrown players, I'm sure everybody on there will be happy. It showed that you was chomping out the bit, mate. We we heard about you because you scored, a, you banged in bags of gold for the O's, didn't you? You was on a loan period. And we heard about, yeah, we've got this young forward coming through. He's mustard. 
So when you came on, yeah, uh, it was great watching you, Kevin. Great. Go on. Listen, it was. You know what was what was the best was my home debut, Mems. Yeah. Against Nottingham Forest and scoring in front of the North Bank. Now, if I could, if Lightning could strike me down right after that goal, I'd die a happy boy. <laughs> I'll be a happy man because you know. Watching goals from the North Bank, we, we, when you're when you're at the when you're at Arsenal, the old lady, you know what I mean? It's unbelievable. It was a night game as well, which is Wicked. always special. And yeah, to, always. Score in front of, to score in front of the North Bank, mate. Mate, Highbury was special, so yeah. special, mate, so special. Brilliant time, brilliant. Well, yeah, wow. Fergus, listen, wow. Fergus, listen. I, I need Fergus. I need to mention something while Kev's here, right? Because he'll, he'll want to comment on this, I'm sure, right? But at the FA Cup on Saturday, we were celebrating Ken Fryer spending 70 years with the Arsenal wow. Football Club. Seven oh years. With us. That's nearly as old as judges, right? <laughs> 70 years. <laughs> right? Um, what, what a man and, and what an input to the Arsenal Football Club. Fantastic. Just needs to be said. Well said, Trev. Yeah. 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 No, Trev, great point. Listen, and you listen. know, Ken Fryer, I just want to say a quick word about Ken Fryer. He started off as a, as a boy who swept the club and built himself up into to be one of the top people at the football club. And he's helped so many of the, the Rockies and Michael Thomases and Paul Davises and all Tony Adams, all the boys coming through. So... He is an incredible man, and he's behind some of the best things to ever happen at Arsenal. So, well said, Trev. Yeah, here, here, man. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Kev, conscious that we've only got you for about another five, ten minutes. Um, the questions I was going to ask the guys um, afterwards, um, I'd like to ask you, which is, there's four questions. Um, well, it's two questions, but the the best and worst. What, what what's the best player you've seen play for Arsenal this season, the worst, and also the best game and the worst game you've seen. Do it. You've got 10 minutes. Or what, as long uh, as you've got, basically. So you mean the best player I've seen this season and the worst? That was one uh, of yeah, the Yeah, for Arsenal. Yeah, yes. best player yes. this season. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, that's a, that's a hard one. I mean, look, I, I remember being at the... Um, Crystal Palace game at, at the Emirates. You remember where it went all pear-shaped for Xhaka? Yeah. That mm -hmm. night. And I thought, we were all over the place at times. You know, we were all over the place. And it's, it's, it's difficult to pick out one player just like that. And because I thought there were people who made a lot of mistakes. But do you know what I'm going to go for? I'm going to go for, do you know where, uh, just on the restart, where David Luiz, we played Man City. And David Luiz came off the bench. And within about the space of about, what is it, 15, 20 minutes, he would conceded a goal just before half-time and then he got, got himself sent off. That that had to be the worst, um, really. I, I thought the best we performed um, was uh, probably against, one of them was probably against uh, Manchester United at home. I thought the performance was excellent. Could I pick out individuals? I don't, I don't really like to do that, but... I think the star man has been Aubameyang because we've been struggling most of the season and he's still up there scoring 20-odd goals in a season. So I'd say Aubameyang has been the standout player. You know, you could pick your game. Um, 
but I think Aubameyang has again been outstanding. Um, Leno was outstanding until he got injured. And now Martinez is coming and he looks flawless. He he actually looks better than Leno in certain, yeah. po- certain oh, places, yeah. um, especially on crosses. <clears throat> on crosses, he looks so assured, so comfortable. So, obviously, Mikel Arteta's got a decision to make, hasn't he? And, um, yeah. you know, that's a difficult... What was the so other two questions one. you wanted me to answer? No, don't, you, don't you move, no, Bert. Don't you move. Don't move on from me. You asked me two questions and they're two bits. <laughs> ask me the next I one. Did, I did. I did. Yeah, and so I don't move away from me. <laughs> the second question was related to games. Uh, what was the best and worst? What was the most enjoyable? What was the most satisfying? What was the best well, performance? Well, the, well and, the, and all right, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you. The best performance this season was against Manchester City in the semi-final of the FA yeah, Cup. Without a doubt. For, for me, yes. without a shadow of a doubt. Like I think a red wall. It was unbelievable. Um, everybody done their bit. And to keep a clean sheet and to go up for Aubameyang, he missed a great chance and then he switched on and went up the other end, scored mm. one and then broke away and got the other. I think that was our most complete performance. The worst, the, our worst performance is take your pick. <laughs> it really is take your pick because there's been some, there's been some horror shows. Hasn't there? There's been some horror shows. I mean, we've lost. We have lost games that you. We We're have done with been, that. Oh, it's been. But you know what? I, I, I'm going to go back to that. I didn't think it was necessarily the worst performance, but how I felt after the game. You know, after the restart, Manchester City, and then the next game after that was it was Brighton, yeah. and we get beat by Brighton. Oh, I, I love think you, man. I, I felt I felt worse. I felt worse after the Brighton beating than I did against getting umped by Manchester City. Yeah, you expect I felt getting, a lot worse you, after Brighton. You get you expect to get beat by Man City, but you don't expect yeah. to get beat by Brighton, do you? City Especially away, when we're we're, we're up, we're, we take the lead, we mm. take the lead and can't yeah, hold exactly. on to it, you know. So we've lost too many points in that in that way, haven't we? One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Kev, uh, before we let you go, um, your expectations for 2020 and 21 season starting in five and a half weeks' time. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in. Fergus, it starts now. Forget five. Yeah, forget that because remember, the the calendar's moved on now. So this season's just finished. Saturday, great. But. Mikel Arteta, he's got to start moving now. Normally, we're slow starters in the in the transfer market, aren't we? We never get going until, you know, right until the death. Arsenal are scrimping and scratching to try and bring a player in. It seems like they're trying to do business early, which is good. And it seems like all of a sudden, Arsenal are a club to go to again. Because you're hearing players don't want to go to certain other teams up north. They want to come to London. And stay with Arsenal. So I love that. What do I expect? I expect a more consistent season. I expect a challenge on all fronts. We are the Arsenal for, let's be honest. And what I expect is an improved defensive side. Because if we if we improve defensively, we are going to win a lot more games than we did this season. That's for sure. Yeah, and we won't draw as many. 
100% agree. 100%. How, how, I suppose this, this, this is a sideswipe. So tell me, shut up if you want, Kev. Um, shut up. But how shut good up. would it be? <laughs> <laughs> how good would it be? If if Tyrese made it, <laughs> how good would it be? Well, I'd be the proudest dad in the world, obviously. But what we what we do know in this this game is everything has to be earned. You know, you don't just get taken to Arsenal, one of the biggest yes. clubs in the world. We get a box <laughs> without without. Oi, steady on, judges. Uh, no, everything has to be earned, and uh, obviously I'd, I'd love it if, if that could happen. But he's got to prove himself, and he's he's on the road to to, to proving himself now. So that's a good thing. Good luck to him. Thank you, thank good you very much, um, Kevin. I, I really, really appreciate. I'm conscious of your time and everything else. Uh, you're welcome yeah, to stay I'm one on minute as long away. As you I've want. got to get on someone else's pod now. Okay. So listen, okay. look after okay. yourself, guys. All the best, all the very best, and everybody watching. Up the Arsenal cover. See you later, <laughs> Kevin Campbell. You're looking See you later, well, mate. Thank See you, you guys. Cheers. Really appreciate it. Wow. See you later, mate. That was good. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Mem's having a moment in the bathroom. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. You're having a crisis, man. So, boy, proper bloke. No, no, he's a proper bloke. I've listened to him before. He talks like he took. He knows what he's talking about. The man, yeah. He just talks sense. What he's talking about. Nothing. You get nothing for nothing. You've got to work it. You've got to show the work effort, and good things will come to you. So, that's yeah, minimum, I, I like it. That's the, that's the minimum you've got to have out of an yes. Arsenal. The minimum. Mate, Mikel, that's all I'm saying. Mikel, he's here. I'll tell you what. Within two is. years. <laughs> go on, Lee. I'll tell you what. It's a good thing with Kevin as well. If you go to a game with him, you go to a game with him. He's just like us. If we score, yeah, he goes know, mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a proper yeah, fan as well. It. You know what yeah. I mean? He's a proper fan that's uh, that, that, that played for the Arsenal. You know what I mean? And you know, it, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. I've got to tell you a quick story. Stuff. Man United, though. It was a good. Yeah, and we was we was having a, we was in this bit of hospitality, and uh, and Nicky Butt was on, and he was talking. Well, we we're all talking on the table, and he's like leaning over and goes, "Do you mind being quiet?" Uh, to Kevin, because goes, uh, "Do you mind being quiet?" Because we're trying to listen to Nicky Butt. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? You must have had a reply, surely. That's even better. Just gets better, doesn't it? Just gets, gets better and better. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin is an absolute gentleman who was very polite, but <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? uh, yeah. me, me and Kevin, me, me and Ray Quinn weren't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, no, he's a top. He's a top guy. And you've known him since you were hey? kids. You and him are mates. You and him are mates from years gone back, aren't you? No, I've only known, I've only known Kevin a few years. You know what I mean? Um, oh, okay. I thought it was longer really than that. Unbelievable Sorry. thing is. Yeah, no, no. We, we, we uh, he, it's a great story. Uh, you know, he started following. He started following me on Twitter. Following me, you know what I mean. So uh, obviously, like, I couldn't believe it. Excuse me, oh, wake me up, mate. Uh, <laughs> so do I. And um, I was going. Uh, <laughs> I was going to a game, and uh, and and Kevin said, "I got a message like." Um, just saying that, you know, I'm going to the game. Watford, Watford, you know, when Petr Cech made that save and we won 4-0. 
Uh, that's that, that. And he just said, like, do you fancy meeting up? And, um, you know, of course, like, you know, like, I'm not going to, am I? Like, you know what I mean? So I met up with him. It was like really nervous meeting up with him, like, you know, because, um, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? But he just put me at ease straight away. And from that moment on, we, we, we had a connection and we just gone gone out and like, oh, since then it's just gone from there it's been mad but we get on really well Brilliant. and I, I've got to say that he's he is the nicest guy you could ever wish to meet you know and uh, he's a good laugh you know Russ will tell you you know Dan we've all met him night like, when he, he comes down the pub but one of the greatest things was he was playing for um, you know like we talked about the FA Youth Cup he had all of them mm. they had a thing against West Ham when they had uh, the 30 year reunion and uh, I met up with him and uh, he said, "Oh, I'll come down to the pub afterwards." I said, "Look, nah, nah, don't, 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 you know, don't leave all the all your mate, your teammates, and all that. Don't, don't bother coming, you know." It's done, nah, nah, I'll bring me. All right, so we was all in the, all in the pins about an, an hour and a half later. A whole of that um, youth team squad all come down the pub for about an hour, didn't they, Russ? Was you there that day? And they no, was, I was um, that all the all the youth team of uh, of the. Oh, team of 30 years ago, the FA Cup team, all having a drink with all the Arsenal supporters. It was, you know, and that's Brilliant. the sort of guy he is, you know what I mean? He's got the influence <laughs> where he could bring them all down, they all come down. That's fantastic. Put that comment up. <laughs> yeah, class. <laughs> 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 I don't find that very funny, Winston. Ninety-five, ninety-five wins. I'll tell you what. If I ever see you, I'm going to zap him. I'll tell Ninety-five Winston. He's that follow us on YouTube and has been watching us every week. Yeah, well, Thank I, you very much. When you get it, um, just Kevin Long said probably well, uh, he's going to be blocked. Like, he's going to be blocked. He was security was talking. Guys, you know what the questions are. You know what our topics are for tonight. Your best. Uh, players performance your worst players performance your best team our best game performance worst and then we'll finish all together afterwards on what our expectations are for the next season i'm going to start with um, mike and i'm going to work my way around so mike what was your um do you want to do your best and worst players first and then we'll do it that way uh yeah best player for me was definitely Aubameyang, uh, if it weren't for his goals this season, we would be probably relegated. So, it, for for me, really? without a shadow, it's definitely, well, in all fairness, if it weren't for him scoring goals and winning games, I don't think we, we won't be where we are now, let's just say that. <clears throat> so, yeah, 100% Aubameyang, best player. <laughs> Worst player, Xhaka. Hmm. Just because, well, it's Xhaka. I'd say Mustafi, but he hasn't played that much this season. But especially at the start of the season, he's played more after the uh, lockdown than he has not. So, yeah, Jack is probably my worst player of the year so, uh, for this this season. Okay. Okay. Um, what was Trev, don't let oh, Richard. Hey, you Mike, Mike, Mike we'll don't let Richard. No, oh, <laughs> Richard knows where I stand. He can kiss my ass if he don't like it. <laughs> 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 um, 
Uh, Trev, uh, what was your best and uh, worst player performance or <laughs> player representation for the season? <laughs> Sorry, uh, Lawrence what, in Lawrence, LA. Lawrence, you're, 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 you're oh, locked in on that, Lawrence. That's quality. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, it could, right. be, could be a lot of worse things, mate. Isn't it, Patrick? Oh, <laughs> let Trev speak, boys. Come on, let Trev speak. We we need some order. <laughs> right, I, I can't make head or tell of what's going on here. Right, right. What for I need me, to, the lad. What I need to know. <laughs> Fuck sake, Fergus. <laughs> You tell him, Trev. Sorry, 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 sorry. I thought it's I was such a on delay. <laughs> There's such a delay. It's unreal. You boys, Ferguson, Lee judges are so delayed on this. That's why everyone keeps interrupting. Ah, oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'm working. I'm working with that. But Trev, what is your right, best I'm... and worst player? <laughs> I will never swear again. I'm sorry, Fergus. I thought I was on mute. Right. Uh, I mean, for me, for me, Saka's been the man. I, I, Saka, Albama Yang's the obvious one. <laughs> Martinez and Leno, who are we going to pick? Unbelievable choice to make. Uh, I, I, at the moment, I'm swinging a bit with Martinez, but I've done a few because of, you know, <laughs> Oh, here we go again. And, and to be oh, honest with I'm, you, they all improved after Arteta. They all Bang improved on. after Arteta. So, I mean, Great Bang on. I, I, you know, I, on. I, I'm hoping if, the improve, if we keep everyone we've got and they all keep improving, then we're going to be a better side and that's all we can ask. My worst player, you know me, Fergus, I don't get personal. I'm not going to say who my worst player is because, well, you because I'm not going to do it. Trev, you've got to pick a player, be it. For they were like poor in. Well, you didn't make Kevin. <laughs> yeah, but l listen. All I'll say to you guys is that Louise has brilliant games, and then once every four or five games, he'll have a howler, and because of his howlers, we'll lose games. Mm. Can we <clears throat> finish in a better league position? with a defender that maybe chucks a game away every half a dozen games. That means you lose six games a season. You lose six games a season, you don't win a league, boys. So just something to think about. But I'm, I'm going no further than that with naming people. That's it. Move on. Ross, over to you. Your best performer and your worst performer of the season. Uh, I would have to say, I will name them, Shane. Um and the same as Trevor, I'm old school. I don't like criticise anyone who's wearing these glorious colours, but there have been some appalling ones this season. Pre-Arteta, I think they've redeemed themselves slightly with Arteta managing. I'd say Kolasinac has probably got to be the worst left-back since Andre Santos. He is absolutely atrocious. He he, he came with a big, um, big positive on his CV. Player of the year in the Bundesliga, most valuable player, this, that, and the other. He had that little start where he looked like he could be a really good player for us, but he just seems to have disappeared <clears throat> off his own butt. He just, he's, he is awful, awful, absolutely, absolutely woeful. Uh, the shining light for me this season has been the goalkeeper, but prior to the injury was Martinelli. I thought Martinelli was 
Shoney could save us a hell of a lot of money in the future transfer windows. He is an outstanding talent. Superstar. And uh, I, I went... And when, I, when you ask the question about the, the best games and the worst games, undoubtedly what Trevor said, the Manchester City game, I felt proud to see the effort, the sweat, the blood, the tears that that team put in to get that result. That was, that was, <coughs> that was outstanding to me. That was the outstanding performance of the season. One of the worst performances was like a tale of two halves. It was uh, the game at West Ham when we were absolutely shocking for 65 minutes. And I think Martinelli came on and turned the game on its head. And that's when we knew we had a real player on our hands. And then he did the same thing at, at, Manchester, uh, sorry, at Chelsea, didn't he? We were without 10 men. He rescued the game there. So that was a sort of a high and a low, a low point for me, was the Martinelli introduction into the side uh, in that West Ham game. He could, we were losing that game. We were not winning that game until he came on the pitch. And it, it just turned around and it was just... That's what you want to see. You want to see someone coming, like Kevin said. You get the chance, you have to grab it with both hands. And that's, I think that's what Martin Lee done. It's such a shame he got injured. I think we would have won that one comfortable with him in the side as well. I really do. Even more comfortable than we did. But, yeah, that's uh, my take Mem? on it. Anyway. Mem, go to you. Be- is this best and worst player? Best and um, worst player, best performance, worst performance. We're talking about individual players okay. over, it's, over, over, over. It's, it's, it's what all the guys have said already. It's like a before and after effect, isn't it? You yeah. know, since Mikel's arrived, everyone's levels have gone up collectively. Yeah. Um, I think it's really hard to look beyond um, Yang because of the goals he scored and his levels have also gone up since Mikel's joined. So he's a, I think he's even better now than he's ever been. And yes, we do need to keep him. The worst player, he has redeemed himself. Um, I agree with every name that the lads have mentioned, but I'm afraid to say the worst player for me has got to be the imitation. And I can say this, yeah, the imitation Turk that calls himself a German, um, <laughs> that just does absolutely nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> Mem, Mem, um, sorry, I find I find that offensive. Do you? Because in this, in, in this current politically correct world. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. He was outstanding. How he held that umbrella in the stands at Southampton. <laughs> nobody, nobody okay. could have held an umbrella like Mesut Ozil did that day. I think he's been, unfortunately, to say probably the worst player this season by a margin because all the others to a degree have improved, have redeemed themselves to a degree. I think Louise, you're bang on Trev. You can't have him in the center of your defense. If you're going to win the title and I want to win the title, I believe we can win the title within a couple of years because Mikel. So yeah, Obama Yang and Ozil for just the utter waste that he is. Mr. Judges, or you know, beat me up. Tell me who 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 you think, um, who you think was your best and worst ones. Then, <laughs> you know, this is going to carry on. <laughs> I, I think that um, you know, um, um, Russ Russ come up with it there with Martin earlier. From from the moment he come on against Newcastle, I knew we had something special there with him when he come on for about a ten minute cameo. Showed his work rate, showed his class. I think he was fantastic, but I'm, I have to say, um, 
it's it's a difficult one because since lockdown, there's been so many players. You know, uh, mm. you you could pick Tier to be mentioned without since he's come back. Um, Sabaya been absolute breathtaking in this lockdown. You know, he, he, I think that it's took him a little time to settle down into the team. Once he settled into the team in the Premier League, he's just been awesome, absolutely awesome. But for me, you know, a Bamiyan goal scorer, um, you know, has been fantastic for us you, um, with, with the goals. And goals win matches, boys, you know, as well as Tobias played, as well as the, uh, David Luiz, goals win games. And, and for that reason, I, I can't go Bamiyan. Premier League goal scorer with a, probably uh, one of the least affected fields in front of him. Um, unbelievable really to, to score the goals that he's done um, worst player is a difficult one because before before um, before lockdown uh, you, I had a full house I could could name about 10 of them you know uh, Lacazette would have to be mentioned I thought he was poor before lockdown but come back played really really well um, Pepe looked like he was um, Jovino um, before uh, lockdown been outstanding since then Shaka, uh, I think that um, if you'd have gone into um if you'd have gone into uh, said it at the end of October as your worst player, you you would have actually said him. But how he has turned it around is yeah. absolutely. Anybody can criticise that man now. I don't know because I can tell you that we had a conversation with Kevin before. Well, I was, we was at that game together, me and Kevin, and and he come out and said that's him done. He's never coming back from this, you know. For and Kevin's a professional footballer, knew knows all about it. He turned around and said that's him done. For him to come back and do what he's done. Uh, you know, I, I have to say, you, you know, I've got so much. That is impressive. A, that is impressive. Uh, yeah. You, you know, uh, as a men, mentality, yeah. Credit where yeah, it's mentality due. wise is, is, is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I still think it's done down, down to one man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Down to one man. Hang, 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 hang on. We're not, well, Ross, hang on a second. We haven't finished. Uh, 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 give me a chance. Well, he just made a very valid point there about Saka. <clears throat> I, I had a point to bring up was the fact that we have now got little partnerships dotting up around the pitch that we didn't have yeah. before. We've got Sabal yeah. now. We've got uh, Holding and Louise. We've got uh, Maitland-Niles and Aubameyang. We've got Pepe and Bellerin. We've got little partnerships starting to form now. Which we, and Tierney. And, and, we, and, and by the way, Tierney has got to be, have a, um, a good shout for being one of the best players of the year as well. Cause since he's coming, he's been outstanding as well. Um but yeah, those yeah. little partnerships, I don't want Lee thinks, but that's improved our team performance another five or ten percent, I think. That goes when we've yeah, got the ball I, and I, without, I with and without the ball that, that happens. With and without the ball, yeah. They're all so much again, look, it's, it's, it's so much more connected, yeah. It's down to yeah. the manager, guys. It's down to Mikel Arteta. I'm so excited about what he's gonna bring on, but I'll shut up for now. <laughs> Yeah, please. Shut up. Seriously, it, they're all great points. And I think the points are, are there is that before um, Arteta come, you know, we wouldn't, if someone had said to you um, in November or December that come the end of the season in, in April and May, I know it wasn't, but towards the end of the season, but we would beat Liverpool, Manchester City, and Chelsea within uh, five games. No one would have believed that with the players that we had, but somehow this manager has done that. But the players have performed. Uh, I take on board something that Trevor said. There is, is, 
you know, David Luiz is probably the most frustrating player of us because, you know, for me, finished after the Man City game, I, I, I was done with him. I washed my hands of him. Uh, that's, that's, I'd had enough of him. But again, the, the comeback from him has been absolutely unbelievable. The performance against Manchester City by him, well, I never thought I'd see a David Luiz performance like that, but he, he played well against Liverpool and he also played very, very well in the cup final. It has to be said, you know, everybody was about, oh, Giroud is going to do this and going to do that. He never let him kick, boys. He never let him have a kick. You know, one kick in the first five minutes is a great bit of skill. Giroud is a top player, by the way, that can hold the ball up well. David Luiz was, was outstanding. So, for me, it's very hard to, to pick a, a worse player when you have you to have, have a look at it. You probably have you, to measure you know Ozil. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lee, it's, it's, it's always hard to pick, uh, pick um, worse players because it means you're slagging off one of your own and somebody who wears your shirt. So that's fine. Dan, I am coming to you. I'm just going to do mine very quickly. And then I know you'll give far more insight than I will. Um, my best player of the season, uh, there are loads, and you've all mentioned Abamyang, uh, Martinelli could be in there, Tierney could be in there. But my best player of the season is that young 17, 18, 19-year-old fella, uh, Saka, Bakao Saka. He's just been a whirlwind, and uh, he's been fantastic to watch. Uh, my worst player, um, I feel a bit, a bit, not very much, I feel a bit harsh on saying Shaka because he has proved himself, but you don't take the armband off, you don't take the shirt off, and you don't chuck it on the ground. So for me, he's dead. He shouldn't be playing in an Arsenal shirt, but he has, he has, in his fairness, taken one of the most difficult tasks and turned uh, fans like us and other fans and saying, yeah, he's done an okay job. Um, but if I was to pick a player, it would be, um, it would be the the guy with the umbrella. And the dodgy yeah. eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Potsy, Frog. Frog. who would you who would you go for? And then we'll move on to um, can can you do can you do um, your best and worst player, and then also do your best and worst performance as a team, please. No worries. Just woke it up now. That's been an absolute. <laughs> I've just been a cardboard cutout. That's all I've been. It's just a cardboard cutout stuck there. Just You're being nice good, and patient, man. nice and patient. I'll wait me turn in a minute. And this this is your life with lead judges. I've had to sit through. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, boys. It's been a pleasure to, to listen. I'm only mucking around. Um, I, It's funny because with Martinez coming in, he's been absolutely outstanding. And I think what that's done is it's kind of made people forget how good Leno was before he got injured. And I think if he would have continued that, I think I would have gone for Leno, if I'm honest with you. But I can't not pick Aubameyang because he won us the cup final, boys. And he's won us so many games. Scunny mentioned it. Without him, we would have been in serious trouble this season. The stats don't lie. His goals do not lie. And I think if he signs this contract, like we hope that Sky Sports News are saying that he's going to, he's going to be one of my all-time favourite players. You know, he's going to be right up there with Henri and Wrighty for me because he's that important <coughs> for this side. He really is. So Aubameyang 100% is my favourite. The worst player for me is quite simple. No one's going to be shocked when I say this. And the reason I'm going to pick this guy is because he's brain dead. He is the player that is brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a player that I have absolutely no time for in an Arsenal shirt. 
And there are some dreadful players that we've got in this side. But Russ Hogg is spot on. Kalasanak is the most brain-dead footballer that I have ever seen in my life. He can't defend. He can't go through. He can't cross a ball. He can't pass a ball, as we saw. And then everyone said, people in this podcast, I'm not going to mention names, but someone says he looks like Patrick Stewart, says that he's not as bad a player as I say he is. Right? But it comes to the stage where I see a game at White Hart Lane and he passes the ball to Son and I'm just like, get out Mate. of my yeah. football club now, please. He is a dreadful footballer. Yeah. He's brain he dead. Is. He is as bad, if not worse, than Andre Santos because Andre Santos scored a couple of worldies He's for us. Worse. This guy hasn't. This guy is absolutely dreadful at football and I don't want to see him uh, in this Arsenal team anymore. All right? So, when it comes to it, the who's this? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> Excuse me, I'm gonna put everybody else. I'm gonna put everybody on mute right now because I want to read, read out um, Dan. Uh, where are we? Dan Atkinson's comment uh, about um, about what Dan has just uh, Dave Atkinson's comment. Uh, what uh, said about Dan? He said Dan, the left you to last because we've heard these answers on the last fifty podcasts you've been on. I I would like to see if you could qualify that, and is that in the last day? Are in the last week. That would be really interesting to know. Uh, Dave, <laughs> thanks for your input. <laughs> His name's He's Dave right, Atkinson, though. mate, by the way. Not, not, not Dan Atkinson. Heard, I haven't heard it, Dan, but you're bang on about the fella. Oh, Dan, he's you? awful. You ain't, you, you are that, consistent. <laughs> <laughs> mate, if I say it enough times, then maybe someone will listen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's obviously my worst player. <laughs> that's obviously my worst player. When it comes to the uh, games, I don't know how we can't not pick the FA Cup final. Uh, I thought Man City was an unbelievable performance, but for me, it, it didn't make me as happy as the FA Cup final. So winning a trophy is what it's all about, boys. So for me, Arsenal-Chelsea the other day was the best game of the season. The worst game of the season... Um, it was between two, but I've picked one that wasn't in lockdown. Uh, and it's the one that made me the most sad. And that was against Olympiacos uh, and the Emirates because we got knocked out. And that for me was by far the worst one because Arteta had come not long in and he'd started to change things. And I was really hoping that we could go on and get that Europa League so that it gets into the Champions League. So for me, the best was the FA Cup final. The worst was the Olympiacos loss. Um, just because of feeling and emotion, I think that takes over for me. But, um, yeah, anyway, I'll shut up now because I've got another podcast in 10 minutes, so hurry up. We've only paid you for an hour, so, like, you know, you've got six minutes left. Um, Trev, Trev um, what was your thoughts on games then? What was your best performance or game or the one that made you feel the best? Um, and, yeah. well, obviously, any time we beat Spurs or whatever, you know, but um, what was yeah. the game that made oh. you feel the best in the world? Well, do you know what, mate? There's one or two. Just before I go on to that, can I just confirm, Potsy, 
Don't you like collagen, actually? I just want to confirm that. What is it? What is it with you and this guy, Trev? You're worse than judges. Mate. You've been telling me Kalasinac is amazing, amazing footballer. You told me, Trev, when we started this podcast. You have never heard me say that, Foxy. Not amazing. <laughs> Not amazing. But listen, going back to the question, Fergus. There's a few I've picked out. I'm going to take thirty seconds of your time. Frankfurt away was a cracking game to watch. We won three 0 in Frankfurt. The youngsters played well that night. Willock and Saka scored. Pleasure to be at that game at Frankfurt away. Vittoria Guimara is away. I've got to mention because it was my lad Brad's first European away. His first European away trip. We drew 1-1. I took my time out to come on a podcast that night. I'd have one or two beers and you cut me off, Fergus. So, which was a bit <laughs> annoying to say the very least. Um, the best I, podcast no, I, yet. I, I, I never, the best one I, yet. I, I, I never cut you off. You thought you cut yourself off, but then you got locked out of your room. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Amazing, I could have found on that subject. On, on, on that subject, Trev Richard mentions in the comments Burnley away was pretty grim, was it? Oh, it well, was. Uh, listen, if if you're going to stick pints of Guinness in front of me at one pound forty nine a pint, I'm getting pissed, right? <laughs> no question. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky I left the pub and went to the game. I didn't want to leave the pub. Mate, we, we, we had Jaeger bombs at the ground. We had Jaeger bombs at the ground for two and a half quid. So it's like, whoa! Standing next to Trevor at that game, mate. Standing next to Trevor and Fergus at that game in Burnley. And then Trev's going, come on, Potsy, keep positive. It'll be all right. It got about two minutes left at nil-nil. And Trev's like, oh, they're all crap. Let's go home. <laughs> but, but do, you, do you remember afterwards outside with my brother-in-law um, Dan um, yeah. where uh, some some kids with a corsa with a nip, 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 nip music and you're going nice. e, 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 e. <laughs> <laughs> Ross uh, Ross what was your what was your game that you hey, um... hang on a minute I'm not finished I'll do Rossy you only wanted 30 seconds of my time. I have not finished yet. The, the, listen, finished the, two, the two most interesting games for me, right, were Everton away and Bournemouth away over Christmas. Because although Arteta weren't officially in charge when we played Everton away, it was in the stands, and then Arteta's first official game was Bournemouth away, we drew both them games, but you could see an instant change in the Arsenal side. You could see that we were working harder. You could see that we were pressing higher up the field. You could see there was more effort. And that was the start. I could see that something was happening there. So they were two interesting games. And obviously, what an end to the season. We beat Liverpool. We beat City. And I don't care what anyone says about us only having 20-odd percent against City. We were comfortable against City because we played like the old Arsenal. And then to win the cup final. We've had some great games and we've had some poor games. You know, but they're the best. The worst one I'm with, Dan. The worst game I'm with, Dan. <coughs> Olympiacos at home was an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. And then the other worst game for me was Brighton at home. Do you remember Freddie's first game in charge? And we all oh, thought we were going to get a lift off of Freddie. We all thought we were going to get a lift off of Freddie, and we didn't. It didn't work out, and we lost 2-1. That was a bad day. Anyway, right, you can move on now, Fergus. You have my permission, son. Cheers. I, 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 I must be, before I move on to Ross. I do hope. I do, I, I do. I do hope 
But uh, Freddie's not going to be tarnished by his short spell as a caretaker manager because I'd like I'd like Freddie to do well. I'd like Freddie to, you know, be involved at some point with the club. But you know, um, he is, though, yeah. isn't he? So, Ross. yeah, yeah. Ross. <laughs> I thought we'd already. I thought we'd already. Hoggy, you've already done yours, haven't you? Hoggy's already done his, surely. I did say about oh, the, uh, the West End going away and us coming back. Yeah. But, but, but more okay. as a point, shouldn't some of these players feel ashamed of themselves that they can turn this on for a new manager? They couldn't just do it for the shirt and for yes. the fans before this. Some of them right have got point. a lot of Russ, well said, son. Well said, son. But exactly. And nothing, nothing reflects that more than the Europa final in Baku last year. Yeah. When, all yeah. right, they didn't like Emery, but they could have played for the shirt and they didn't, yeah. mate. Agree, yeah, Russ, I, 100%, mate. I, yeah. I, I one game where I, I, I wasn't confident going into that game. I'm never confident going into that <laughs> saying we're going to win this and we're going to win that. Because I've done it when I was younger and it always tends to block the team. So I always tend to be a little bit negative. But think that in me little noodle, I'm thinking, yeah, we can win. But the, the Baku <laughs> game was just atrocious. That was, I know it was last season, but the, and yeah. it all back to haunt us again in the Olympiacos game. The Burnley away game We're on was UK gold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to cling on the side of the Ross, you said, you, said you said your piece. Mike, yeah. come on. Add some context to this, will you? What was uh, your best and worst game? <laughs> your, your best. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I want to. Your best game is gonna. Your best game is gonna be Burnley away because you met up with all us lot. You're joking, aren't you? I stood next to Lee for fucking half of it. No, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit different to these guys. I was, I was going to a few away games. I was going to a few away games and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of play it a bit differently. The best game I went to, uh, seeing it like seeing it from the stands was Chelsea away, for the atmosphere yeah. and everything else that went along with it. The mosh pit down in yeah. the bottom tier, everything that went with it. I know we only drew, but that was my that was my <clears> best game that I went to. The worst game that I went to. Was Sheffield United away? That was awful. Going there oh, to watch that—that that was that dire. <laughs> you okay? I forgot about that one. <laughs> that was awful. Going to that. All right, all right. Stay in the bloody room with you as well. Rub made it even worse. Yeah, and all the pubs <laughs> shut, were not they? They shut all the bloody pubs. We had to walk about four miles mm-hmm. to get to the pub awful. in Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield United away was awful. Anyway, even though even though that's a local place, it's it's only forty minutes down the road from me, Sheffield. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get a word in edgeways, can you? No, no, it's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, let me mute. What what was your your best and 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 worst game? Why did you have to interrupt me? Why'd you interrupt people? I haven't finished yet. I'm going to play it a bit differently. I was just got, I was just about to say the best ones that I've seen when after lockdown and on TV and stuff. Like similar to what KC said, the best game I watched after lockdown was the Manchester City game, and the worst was definitely the Brighton game. But yeah, go on, fuck off, move on. Ha <laughs> 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 
You get it? You know what I mean, but yeah, it's going to kick charge there, Scully. <laughs> anyway, lads, <laughs> have a chat. I'm <laughs> with you, Dan. What he's gone like, you know. I, I, um, I'm with Dan and what he said. I've got to yeah. say that the Burnley game, the Burnley game was an awful game, wasn't it, by the way? But what was good mm. about that game was that we all, we all met up and um, that, so that, 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 that eliminates that for me lot because the uh, the banter we had at that game was really really good. Poor game, but uh, yeah, it was a nice meeting you guys. I didn't meet Trev that day. He was apparently he was he was being carried out, but that's what I was told. Anyway, <laughs> right now, so, uh, so I didn't get to meet Trev, but I'm getting, I got to meet everybody else. But uh, but it was great, I'm, and we had I met and, you and the first time again. I met Mike. I'm going to say the work. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, but she was being carried out. He was like, no, we did meet each other that day, but I don't think you remember. I'm glad you remembered it, Fred, because you didn't look like you did. I tell you, I said that's another story. Yes, right, right, so. Let me tell you, Mister Judges, you don't forget the day you first meet Patrick Stewart, son. <laughs> Be me up, son. <laughs> uh, <coughs> you can tell oh, we're in holiday mode, uh, can't you? And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, but I'll tell you the worst game for me, boys. I'm telling you, the game that's upset me the most, Tottenham. I felt we played really well that day, and to lose, yeah, that was the one. It was between that one, and that was that one and Liverpool for me. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that, that, that game hurt me because I felt that you know our our, our defence let us down like it has done on many occasions, and that's why, as well as they've all done, they've still got to be changed. And I will not be happy until that old back three and four is changed. I want to who let us down that day, Lee? Do you remember who, who was? Me, boys. Who let us down? Uh, well, it was Kolesnic, um, definitely. <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mustafi. But Mustafi showed me why <clears throat> that, he, he, that he can't be an Arsenal regular, you know, uh, in that game as well, and and just you know, poor all round <laughs> defending. Um, for, I love for that me. banner. Look at that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the game. Let's give it a that way. Yeah. The game, the game that I've got the most actually enjoyed against Chelsea because it's a couple. But the game that gave me the most satisfaction was 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 City in in the semi final because you know we we weren't we we was written off by everybody to win that game and I just thought it was an absolute masterclass. They could have been out there all night, Man City. Destroying teams left, right, and centre, they could have still been. They could have still been out there all night. They was never going to score against us. For me, that was just, and and that performance built built us on to, for the for the final because you know I, I just felt that give us the whole lot of confidence. And I felt because if you can beat Man City like that, you can beat anybody. And that that gives me so much confidence going into next season and the seasons afterwards. So for me, that was a bit, and that was a game. I've been crying out for for 10 years to play the performance like that, to, to play like that, uh, defend, and it seems on the break, because I've seen it happen to us so many times. Lee, do you, we saw this happen before, though, when Francis Coughlin was found, and we played that, um, Wenger played that 4-1-4-1 formation, and we ended up beating City at their place, and we thought, that's it. But I think what probably mm. gives you and me a little bit more confidence is that we've seen it again then against Chelsea. We've seen it again in some other league games. And you can actually see <clears> that <throat> it's not just a one-off fluke. It seems like that Arteta is starting to 
have some sort of influence. And he's also um, not tolerating some of the prima donnas. He's bringing in some youth. He's trying to change. Listen, we might have an average season, which we'll talk about in a second. We might have an average season next season. We might not. But, you know, I, I just think no, that it won't. feels like, I, I, I just think it feels like we're at a precipice at the minute. Mem, just to finish off, what was your best and worst one? Keep it. Oh, what? The lads have mentioned. The lads. The lads have mentioned. Um, the lads have mentioned that my my worst, best, and worst. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. Uh, for me, the, the City game semi final was tremendous. But yeah, FA Cup final. Uh, you win a trophy. The worst game, yeah, for me, going out against Olympiacos was really, really, really bad. But, um, yeah, it was the Spurs game, funny enough, because I thought we played them off their own pitch. And if it weren't for the, you know, the silly bugger mistakes that the, the fella that Dan mentions uh, made, we, we should have, would have won the game. But um, the only other one other than that, I thought the, 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 the match that... Che um, uh, Mike mentioned the two-all draw. I believe we was down to 10 men in that game. We were at it at, on that match. We were proper at it. And from that moment onwards, it's, the whole thing's just been lifted. And you're right, he is laying down foundations. The foundations have been laid. Um, we're coming, boys. We're coming. Fergus, Mark, Mark Porter's made a great point here. I don't know if someone can put that up. Chelsea and Man U yeah. games, that, that for me is spot on. You could just see a well, difference yeah. straight away. Straight <laughs> away. Yeah, that was it. You can see a difference in the mindset. Either side, the new year were the first signs of things that were going to get better. In his opinion, um, for me, my games were my, my my best games and worst games were all against the same side. Um, yes, there is Tottenham, and yes, there is the Man United game, which is passionate for me because my brothers are Man United fans. Really else. Else. But but it's the Chelsea games. Um, the Chelsea game where we lost 2-1 for Arteta's first home game, where we played outstandingly against Chelsea. We were the better side again yeah. um, against that side. And we were unfortunate to get caught by a sucker punch. And then likewise, on the opposite side, um, the game that Mike talked about, which was the best atmosphere that um, Arsenal fans had probably been to. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a ticket. Bastards. It was um, the best atmosphere uh, away games I've ever been to. Uh, well, uh, you know what, Mike? I think it's probably the best game that um, most away fans have been to for 10 or 15 years because you don't get an atmosphere like that. You know, it, there's a picture that went around on Facebook um, and on Twitter. There wasn't a mobile phone in sight. There were oh. fans screaming, cheering. There was flares. There were smoke bombs. There was everything. <clears throat> it, was, it was hardcore. But it wasn't just what the fan experience was, but it would also demonstrated the, it was the start of our Teta turning things. And um, it, it just felt like, hang on, we're coming back. It's going to take us some time, but we're coming back. And then to repeat 2017 was the most bittersweet experience ever last weekend, not to be there with the performance that we had against Chelsea. Um, who went into the game favourites again, uh, was the most fantastic thing, but also the most bittersweet thing. Guys, um, let's look at seeing what we think. Like, you know, we've all seen green shoots since lockdown and football has been weird since lockdown and the restart. 
Arteta didn't really have my worst game, by the way, just so uh, I, I, I did have one on uh, that I was going to mention was the Brighton one because I was uh, really disappointed um, to perform whatever about losing against City and perform so well in some of the other games to lose against Brighton, to lose against Brighton, lose against Spurs. Uh, both those games cost us top four. Mm. Uh, that's done. That's dusted. But yeah, um, we're, 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 lockdown changed football. Um, because away advantage disappeared to a lot. It's starting to not make a difference so much. Referees changed their attitude to some things because they're not influenced so much by away fans, home fans, and so on. Um, <clears throat> we're on the verge of pos possibly having a lockdown part two. Um, there was talk of... I was on the Arsenal Supporters Trust meeting last Wednesday night, and there was talk of trying to get... Uh, uh, a very small number of fans in, possibly for some pre-season stuff, and then September, and then by October the 1st, to try and 15 to 25% of uh, the fans back in and working with that. Um, uh, it doesn't look like that. I, I, I can't see that happening. I can't see fans getting back into the stadium it, it, this year. I, I, I think... Honestly, if, I, if I'm honest, I think it's going to be 2021 before fans come back into the stadium <clears throat> and who knows what happens there. Um, but that aside, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background around Arsenal. But on the pitch, let's keep it on the pitch for now. Um, Trev, I'll start with you because you're going all blurry. I don't know if it's my eyes or your <coughs> eyes. Or... <laughs> um, but I um, am, aren't I? I'm sorry. Yeah, you have. Yeah, um, where 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 do you see us next season? Um, forget about signings because we none of us have got any control. There's talk about Aubameyang resigning. There's talking about Gabriel Party, whoever. There's all that stuff. There's there's no point in speculating. Let's see when that happens. But if you were to see this team today, where do you see it finishing next season? Fergus, it, my my thoughts on next season are very very simple, mate. We've had season after season where I've watched steady decline. If I get to the end of next season and I've got it in my head that we have improved, we have had a better season than this season, we've signed a few better players and we've performed better under Arteta, I'll be happy. I'll be even happier when we get fans back in the stadium because football's about us. Football's about us fans. Not about the television, yeah, not about this. I'm not going to rant for too long. Football's yeah. about us fans, right? So I want to see an improvement. I want to get to the end of next season thinking, yeah, we've improved. We're a better side than we were last season and we've played better. But I want to be in the stadium when I do it. I want to be watching my team. And that's all I ask. That's all I ask well next said. season, Fergus. Yeah. Potsy? Uh, if you stuck with this team now and there was no improvements made... I would worry that we would struggle to get into the European places just because Arteta can only work with the tools that he's been given. And over the course of a season, this team has proven it's not good enough for European football. With three signings, I think we can cement top four. And if those three signings are a centre-half that fits, a defensive midfielder that fits and a creative midfielder that fits, I think we've got a chance of cementing top four. It's going to be tough because Chelsea and Man United are going to spend. They're going to get stronger. Liverpool and City, you can forget about those two. They're going to be first and second fighting it out. Man City have already tried and strengthened yet again. 
But I think that we need to be the second best. We need to be that third place next season. And we could do it if we get the right recruitment. And that's something we've not done for 10, 15 years. So with this current side, I don't have any faith in it. But I do have faith in Mikel Arteta. And if he can get it right, mate, then we can fight for top four next season. And that will be a very good season for us, top four. Very good. Scunny, do you see top four? Um Okay, yeah, I, I know I'm saying let's not look at signing, but there will be signings and changes and hopefully enhancements into the squad and uh, getting rid of some of the deadwood, some along the line. But, but it just, I suppose I'm probably saying more with Arteta and what you see what Arteta is doing. Can you see us progressing? Uh, can you see us getting past, we're eighth? Uh, can you see us getting sixth, fifth, fourth, third? With with the correct signings, I think we could push for a Europa League spot. I don't think, you know, without basically uprooting eight and putting an eight in the team, you're not going to, you know, and making them gel straight away, then I'd probably say, yeah, push for fourth. But as for the squad that we've got now, a couple more recruits, yes, I think we could push for the, uh, what, what's going on? <laughs> Trev, uh, like Johnny Love. All right, but uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, uh, with, I think with a couple of recruits, I think we could push for the fifth, sixth spot. Uh, I don't think we're going to get Champions League next year, um, just because we have got a lot of deadwood to give. The thing, the problem that we've got is we've got a lot of players at the moment that are six, seven out of ten players. M- Mikel Arteta is making them play at this moment six, seven out of ten. It's when they have their three out of ten, or three out of ten performance. That's the issues that we've got. And as good as Mikhail Arteta has been for us since he came in, he's changed a lot. He's moved us forward. We're playing better. Sooner or later, these players will let you down because that's what they've come to be. Uh, as Trevor's pointed out many, many times before on this podcast about look what happened in Baku. You know, these players do let you down. And it's the same players that we've had since Baku, barring a couple of editions. So that, that's um, where my thoughts are. I can't see us getting any further than Europa League spot next season. But that that's improvement. Yeah, it is improvement. And it's building and stability and so on. Yes, I get that. I, I, I'm hoping for a little bit better. But uh, men, where, do, where do you see us moving from eighth? Are we going 12th? Are we going 17th? Are we going first? No, I think we're going upwards and I think we're going to be going upwards with a real steep curve as well because I know I keep mentioning the guy. uh, I think think we're so lucky to have him. I really do. Um, I think he is going to need some help. He is going to need support because there is some dead wood to be got rid of and everything that the lads have said is absolutely bang on. A lot of these players are ingrained in bad habits, Yeah. And yes, he has drawn a performance out of them and their levels have gone up. But over the course of a season, yeah, consistency is an issue. But we have got a young centre-off who's with us at the moment. We have got a lot of... It's, I don't think we've just got one or two young, uh, young, good young players. I think we've got a clutch of young players coming through. I'm interested to see what Mari's going to do because we didn't really get to see a great deal from him. I think Tierney's going to improve. Um, I think we're going to be banging on the door for the top four next season. Um, and I don't see it any other way. Maybe I'm just blinded by it all, but I, I feel that good about it. Yeah. 
you know what you know what mem i think sometimes uh, as you said blinded i think i think we do get a little bit blinkered sometimes of how good we think we are and and, and not um no, Lee, no. Do you, do, it's do you, the manager do you think... it's, the, it's the manager because sorry just to finish on one last point it's the manager ferg is what i think is the key to all of this and everything that's been happening since they got rid of the um uh, unai emery yeah because i've got this managers make players play and players play for managers yeah and that's why you can see oh the performance from last season europa league final to this season's fa cup final with essentially the same group of players and this Great guy point. has got them fighting tooth and nail for each other whereas the other fella mate i couldn't understand him they didn't understand him and it was just we was just blindlessly poking around for 18 months or however long he was there yeah this man knows what he's doing he has a plan he's tactically astute he's got a direction i think he's going to be utterly ruthless in getting there because he's hungry and he wants it and i can see it and i think we'll be banging on top four next season um uh kai says not the same group of players fundamentally is the same group of players they're, they're, you know there's there's uh, how many different you know, there's a few youth ones and a few elder ones that aren't. But listen, I, I do think you're very, very right about um, people play for people. people uh, uh, he, he makes a huge difference. I know uh, I've been told that there was a row in, at halftime at um, Baku in the dressing room. So, you know, there we go. Lee, um, your thoughts on what your expectations for next season are? <clears throat> Well, I've listened to what Mem's got to say there, and you know, it's made some good points. But the fact of the matter is, even in lockdown, we've lost the Bright, we've lost the Spurs, we've drawn at home mm. to Leicester. We've, we've, there's been a mixed bag of results. The reason there's a mixed bag of results is because the manager is only as good as the players it's, that he's got, and these players Agreed. are not good enough. So if the, we don't, um, if we don't buy buy any players, we we will be the same. It's as simple as that. The one good thing about about everything is that um, the Mikel Arteta said two weeks ago, um, "Trust me, the board are going to back me." He also said that Abamyang was going to sign, and it looks like it's happening now. Like you know, so for me, I think you've got to trust the manager, and I think that he is going to get back because if he does get backed. I can see us challenging for the top four. I don't, I don't I think we're challenged for the title to a certain period of time, but over the course of the season, we'll fall short. But we, we will challenge for the top four. Now, the hard, it's all right saying challenge for the top four, but when you look at it, Manchester United are going to spend over 100, 150 million minimum. Chelsea have already spent lots of money. Manchester City have spent 70, 80 million already, and Liverpool don't need to spend that much because they're 40 points better than everybody else. So, how are we going to bridge that gap? We've got to spend big, and we've got to buy four top-class players. If we buy well, those, Lee, are you are you more excited players, about are you more excited about the outgoings than the ingoings? Because that's what I am. Both, both. Outgoings for me. Well, listen, both, both. The end of the day, the best midfielder in uh, in best the best midfielder in over the course of the period, was Sabat. He's not our player at this moment in time. We've got a bye, haven't we? Now, <laughs> he's now with Real Madrid. So, so we've, we've got something. We've got to either get him back on loan or not, because if we don't, we're going we're gonna to drop down again. You yeah. know, um, we've got to sell players. I think that it's now, 
uh, time to look at it. I'm going to be brutally honest, like, and I think this is where Arteta's done really well. All of a sudden now, Bellerin is worth 20 million where he was only worth 10 a little while ago, like, so I think that he will be sold because we've got Cedric and Maitland-Niles. We've got Torreira that can be sold. We've got uh he can be sold. You know, all of a sudden there's a million pound there. That buys you party. That, so when they turn around and say that, you know, we can't afford these players, and this is where the youngsters come into key things, that they can be the squad players to come in, the, the, the Willocks, the, the Smith-Rose. All of these guys can come in. But if the manager is not backed and there's not four serious players, and that means a central defender, a holding midfield player of top quality, by the way, and also a playmaker that's going to create, then I'm afraid, boys, we're going to be where we are now. And as, as good as Arteta's done, and he has done fantastically well, there is a Brighton in this team. There is a Tottenham when you dominate because we're not good enough. Ross, you wait. I think, yeah, yeah, I've just been listening intently, concentrating on what everyone was saying. <clears throat> Unlike you, Fergus. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> no, I, I liken the present Arsenal team to a rose bush. It, it needs judicious pruning. It needs some feeding. It needs some feeding. It needs some loving care, and then we'll get some lovely blooms off it. It needs, it. It needs the, the dead leaves and dead wood cutting out of it. The Mustafis, the Kalasinachis, the Ozil. All the past regimes, crap that we've accumulated, and we must, by the way, never ever be in a position of having a player like Ozil sitting on his ass, dictating to this football club that he can do what he fucking likes and bollocks to the club. That can never happen again. That can never happen again in our lifetimes, or in my lifetime anyway. It's a disgrace what that man's done to our football club, taking that money every week and not doing as he's told. That, that, that's the least you want to see from an Arsenal player is wanting to pull that shirt on when he's getting paid that much fucking money. That's a disgrace. That's held this football club back from making important decisions. <clears throat> he's a disgrace. Right, I'm going to go back to the same old issue. Will they back the man? Will they back the man? Can they back the man? That is a big question. I don't believe that they uh, will give him enough tools to make the massive difference that you lot are talking about, getting to top four. I think that's pie in the sky. Manchester City are better than us. Chelsea, over the course of a season, will be better than us. Liverpool definitely will be better than us. And um, three others, probably. So I still see us without major investment. Without, hold on. Without major investment been in a similar situation because as as Lee rightly said, Sabias isn't even our player and he's been a, he's been one of the one of the beacons, hasn't he, in the last few games. He's not even our player, so we've got to replace mm. him. That's I've got to buy him 23, 30 million pounds, whatever, or replace him with no money. We've been told we've got no money all the time. So uh, how can you be talking about putting Willock in there mm. and expecting him to do the job that Sabias has done? You know I think we've got. But, but, if we get three more points next season than we've got this season, I'll be a pleased man. And we get as far as we can in the cup competitions we're in. I'll be a happy man. Uh, if Arteta, it's would, money. Would, would, you if he, would you concentrate? Would you concentrate? He's got a tune. He's got a tune out of Jacker who was a dead man walking. He's got a, <laughs> a tune out of Mustafi. 
he's got a tune out of him. He's got, he's got a little bit of sell-on value now out of him. So he has, we have got a little bit of grace there with a little bit of sell-on value for those players. But to, So, Ross, would you, would, you, would you look at Europa League uh, and FA Cup and look at cup runs over... Um, league position. Personally, myself, and I'll I'll take you off mute in a second. Um, personally, myself, um, I I uh, w- would like to think that we can be in and challenging for that top that that fourth spot. Simply because I don't think Man United and possibly Chelsea. Um, uh, I think they're they're we're they're achievable targets. Liverpool, Man City, out of the way. Yeah. So, what would you consider? I don't think Manchester United, Chelsea, um, and some of the other clubs that are in and around us are achievable targets. I don't think that. I don't okay. think they are. I think we we need we need what he's done is a miracle. What he's done is a miracle, and we need some major investment. Well, obviously, the conditions we're trading in now with this with this pandemic thing going on, it's it's a, it's another it's another. <clears throat> It's another blow to us, really. I don't, I don't see us, I don't see us pushing that far up the league. I'm just being a realist here. I just, I've seen a really inconsistent team. You're expected to turn into a consistent team with the same players. It just doesn't add up to me. It just don't add up. I just think there's a massive amount of investment needed, which probably won't happen. We need gems unearthing. We need the scouting department to unearth gems. And uh, I, 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 I that think happens, you are. I think you are right. And you know what? I think I, I, hearing the rumours of what's going on and some of the stuff that's happening, um, I think Deadwood uh, and uh, having players who want to play for the club and who uh, we've all talked about, the people who want to wear this shirt and know what this badge is about, know what this club is about. Unfortunately, our owners don't. Um, they are classless, crass, horrible individuals. Um, we won't go into that tonight. Uh, that might be something for later on. Uh, we have heard the news about 55 staff members being made redundant to save £2.1 million, pounds, uh, the cost of postage <coughs> staff for Arsenal Football Club, uh, but 55 people lose their jobs. Um, we don't know the whole detail behind it, but, um, you know, Arsenal Football Club is not the Arsenal Football Club we knew of 10 years ago, boys. Um, but I do hope that Arsenal Football Club on the pitch can get back to the levels that we were before. And I do feel under Mikel Arteta that there's some semblance of a direction of where we can go. Um, somebody in the, in, in the uh, uh, YouTube um, questions asked the question about um, we won the FA Cup without Ozil and Guendouzi. Is Ozil purposely being sidelined to force him out of the club to free up finances? Or has he has been a genuine fall, fallout between Arteta and Ozil? Mate, I tell you what, um, if you don't know that, uh, honestly, um, Ozil has been frozen out of the club for six months or so. Um, yes, it's financial, but it's also attitude. Boys, um, this has been a challenge. We had eight on at one time, um, and it's been really good. I know it's it, a lot of you have had to sit there and be quiet for little bits as everyone talked, but I think it's worked out okay uh, in, in the main. Um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us. It was really good to start off with Kevin joining us. Uh, Ross, 
Second time you came on and our squareometer went up the road, uh, the, the, um, to the no, top no, no, wrong no. again. I only swore once. That was when I said shit. That was all. I was twice, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You, 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 you can listen back. Not that I worry too much, but yeah, there, there's one word. There's one word it's I banned. Word so, yeah, between mates. Come on. <laughs> listen enjoy your fish enjoy your fishing over the summer i know you fish in many different ponds including one on whatsapp um i, and I will uh, <laughs> yeah, enjoy easy, observing you fish freely on that one <laughs> uh, trev um doing your thing doing your thing for people out there at the minute uh, thanks very much for enjoying it say uh, hello to donna and uh, all the family uh, have a great summer uh, we will do a couple of little bit, bits of things offline, which we'll put up over the summer. But in the main, this is our last podcast till uh, the middle of September. Um, Mike, as always, thanks for jumping in the background and putting the odd question up here and there and help me out when I cock things up, which I generally do. That's my job. Um, Mem, Not a problem. where's the dog, Mem? Oh, he's been in the garden tonight, Ferg. Been oh, quiet. Okay. He's been a good boy, isn't he? He's got his colours on, though. He's got his red and white <laughs> colours on, though, mate. Mem, 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 Mem rang me the other day, and he had his wife in the car, and they're taking the dog to the vet. And I said it's to so I said, I, I, he's on hands-free, so you're on hands-free. I said, oh, okay, yeah. I won't swear. He said, I'm going to the vet. Oh, we've got to get the dog every two weeks, arthritis injections. I said, fuck me, Ben. Uh, just, just, just get it put down. And his missus went, what, what, <laughs> you so, started yeah, off with a proper rant anyway about work initially, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, can't go into that one. Yeah, yeah no, I can't. We're, no. We're, we're, words using that one and offensive. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Potts, um, Podcast 51 in week, whatever it is. Thank you very much. Checks in the post, you know, <laughs> you. Yeah. Cheers, boys. So, enjoyed that. Good laugh. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Lee, I appreciate your genuine generosity doing this for free. Um, you know, <laughs> just doing it for the love of Arsenal and because you enjoy uh, joining Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Funny, no, funny I really last enjoyed it. Like, and wearing the yellow as well, see? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. She wore, she wore. He wore a yellow ribbon, as Kieran Garner said in the comments. But even one last thing to say, uh, and everyone can join in if they want. Up the arse. Up the arse. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.